You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. New episodes of original content all week on the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, UFC fans, two of the sport's most respected fighters step back in the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined by just Nick Floor today. It's Super Bowl Sunday. We lost the other guys, but Nick's still here. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I still have some uh, PTSD from last year's Super Bowl, so uh, I don't want to watch kickoff. I don't want to see the miraculous comeback from the Chiefs from last year. So I'm just skipping the first couple uh first couple minutes of the of the first quarter fair enough fair enough has the game started already uh well it should have uh i think they're getting all the bullshit out of the way now they're gonna show patrick mahomes winning and probably tom brady winning they'll probably have the kickoff in a couple of minutes right so we probably won't have the most active live stream but uh for those of you that are tuning in thank you and for those listening to the podcast thank you as well uh please give us a uh a rate and review on itunes uh, we'd really appreciate it. Give us five stars. Say anything in the review. Just give us five stars. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Tell us literally anything at all. We'll, we'll it was a it. beautiful blue afternoon today. I, I would love let, that. I let us know the we- let's know the weather with a five star <laughs> review. Give, give us the weather report in your reviews, folks. Um, all right, Nick, before we get into it, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. If you're watching the live stream, it actually says producer underscore pigeon. Uh, apparently, I hijacked his seat. Uh, you can also follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod and the network at Hockey Pod Net. Nick, we're going to fans find uh, you. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Floor underscore. All right. So, uh, Anaheim Ducks and the San Jose Sharks. Actually, before we get into that, I just want to mention one thing. Mm-hmm. Drew Remenda mm-hmm. is an absolute beauty, an absolute stud. I mean, I hope that guy sticks around. I hope this isn't just a temporary thing because he. I don't know. He brings a, a different element to the broadcast, and I, I've really appreciated it so far. Yeah, he's always had that kind of edge to him, and um, it's something that me as a fan getting into in like the late 2000 decade, he really helped me kind of acclimate to the game and not just be super biased towards the Sharks. He was always the type of person that would 
give an objective view on what's happening in the game and he would never sugarcoat anything. So for me, I like to see that. I don't want to see pro sharks all the time. And, and, you know, no offense to Brody Brazil and Curtis Brown and what they're doing because they're doing absolute phenomenal work over there in the studio. Batman and Robin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Especially the, they got a little flow going on because no one's getting their hair cut. So they're yeah. looking pretty gorgeous there. But um, I love the outlook that he brings in. And uh, yeah, I hope it's a more of a permanent feature. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be exactly too permanent because he's doing all this out of his home in Saskatchewan. So what, what can I tell you, man? Good old Canadian boys. They know their hockey. They know their hockey. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into the recap of our series against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, game one, we actually came out with the win, 5-4 in the shootout. But, Nick, we had a terrible, terrible second period in that game. Gasps, surprisingly. Yeah, a I, terrible I know, second right? period? That's no. like the story of the season so far. But the funny part is, is that we're like not even the worst second period team. Like we're horrendous, but we're still not the worst. Nashville's the worst with a goal differential of like minus 13 in the second. And this was at the time. Um, and the Sharks were only a goal differential of minus 12. So there is someone out there that's worse in the second period than we are, surprisingly. But Nick, uh Nick, is this the bar we're going for? Like not the worst in, in categories? This is the San Jose Sharks 2020 season. We're not the or 2021 season. We're not the worst. <laughs> there you go. We're That's pretty damn we're damn close, but we ain't the worst. <laughs> we're just not the worst. Uh Issa well. Jerome tuning in saying, Where is Shane at? I want raps. Oh, people calling in for the Shane raps again. What type of raps? Like you want like a like a Caesar salad wrap? You want like a oh no, we're like, talking like rap? old school, like grimy old school, like hip hop rap? Oh a hundred percent. Oh, okay. That's different. We need a follow-up to Shane's last uh Stick Hungry podcast rap album. I mean I agree. We'll see. We'll see if Shane calls in with some raps. We're still waiting on it. Shane, if you're listening, throw some bars. We got that new uh, got the new voicemail line for you, Shane. Yeah, we do. Exactly. So uh, actually, we have a voicemail um, that we're going to play at the end of the breakdown um, from uh, Joshua Zalk, actually talking about the last Anaheim Ducks and San Jose Sharks game. Uh, what else should we touch on on this game one recap? Um. I think the biggest thing that kind of stuck out to me, uh, well, not the biggest thing that stuck out, but Shemleski gets his first point in his NHL debut, which was nice. He's coming in running that fourth line center. Um, along with that, you see Marlowe elevated to the second line, which is, in my opinion, very, very bad. He should stay down on the fourth line and get those minutes. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that happened to me personally, or that I noticed throughout the game, was that Vlasic was horrible horrible in the second period he was i think he was actually on the ice for all three goals that were surrendered i'd have to go through and double check that but um he just had really bad stick play in front of the net in front of jones like he was letting the defender or sorry the forward box him out just really bad play and in i was kind of talking to uh one of my uh, my family members in the kind of in the intermission, I was like, okay, I wonder if he gets benched. Like, I, I wonder if there's going to be some reduced time because that's not going to cut it. Like if we're going to set the standard for you earn your minutes, then he is not, he should not earn many minutes in the third period. And Bob Boogner, to my surprise, well, thankfully to my surprise, only gets uh, five shifts for Vlasic and the Sharks end up coming out with a win. So 
You know what surprises me about Vlasic right now is he's watching the puck in his own zone. And typically oh, yeah. he wouldn't do that. And guys, he's letting guys sneak in behind him and he's watching the puck. And I mean, that's that's kind of a rookie mistake. And a guy that's a veteran in the NHL shouldn't be doing that. And like you said, his stick work is just not on par right now. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully this is just a lull. But then again, last season, he wasn't that great either. Um, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because we have, what, seven, over $7 million tied up in this guy. He's not going anywhere. So hopefully he can bounce back at some point. Yeah, I had a little discussion. I, I kind of proposed it to you guys in our little group chat where uh oh looky there shane van shane van nice shane, in from shane we were just talking about your rap career so we're, we're waiting on more raps i sent you a link by the way there you yeah, go definitely get her going shane come on um but i kind of proposed the question involving vlasic and kind of looking forward is um do the sharks find a way to get vlasic to waive his no movement clause during this expansion draft to see if someone if seattle will take him and if the sharks have to entice seattle with maybe a second round pick for future considerations so they take Vlasic that could clear up quite a bit of cap space moving forward again that's more of a discussion for another day more like offseason type of stuff but just something that kind of uh popped in my head of watching him only get five shifts watching Shimmick be a lot more dominant defensively on that line with Carlson because it seemed like Shimmick kind of elevated into that role even Kanijov a little bit we saw him out there for the very first shift with Eric Carlson when he actually took that penalty um, really good. I mean, faster feet than Vlasic, both of those players, as well as a, a better stick, harder on the body. So, um, I, I'd like to see where that is moving forward, and it kind of gets reflected in the second game as well. Uh, you see his ice time kind of go down throughout the entire game, and the Sharks played better defensively. And I, I don't think that's coincidental at all. I I've been pointing, and I don't want to say just my just myself. It was really uh, Kyle's the first one that brought it up. He's the first one that kind of said that Vlasic's kind of been, you know, him being a defenseman himself from the NHL, he's seeing things that Vlasic shouldn't be doing, like you stated earlier. Watching the puck, doesn't he's only got like one hand on the stick. He's kind of he's got this stick on the ice, but he's kind of just doesn't know exactly what's going on. It's like it's moving too fast for him. So uh, we'll see how they address that moving forward going into the series against LA. Well, that's the thing, right? It's not just the physical side of the game that he's struggling with. It's also the mental side of the game. So I don't know, not promising. Like I said before, hopefully uh, he can bounce back. We have a question on Twitter from uh, Nick. Do you want to try and read that? that and stay JD. There you go. Um, oh, says, yeah. I, I got a question. Meyer is my favorite player. Um, is he ever going to get 30 goals or lead the team in points? Yes. Did it last year. He led the Thank team you. in points last year. There you go. Um, will he get 30 goals? I think so. I think he's, he's got player. one in 10 games. He's yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. at the, the first couple games, I was so pumped on Meyer. I thought he looked really good, looked strong in the puck. Uh, he was shooting a lot, but I don't know. It, it hasn't come through uh, in the last 10 games or so. By, uh, by the way, folks, Shane Van Ice uh, chiming in. This is a sad moment for, uh, for everybody in the Bay Area. Uh, Shane Van Ice, and I don't know, man, I think my rap career is over. So. He might He's not just going to do it like Logic did it, huh? He's just going to put out a, an entire track of bangers and then just say he's going to retire. Like, that's not cool, Shane. That's yeah, it's uh, come on. You know, we, we got we got people chiming in saying, uh, Shane, please no, please no. Like, this is Shane. You're getting a lot of feedback here. Yeah. Um, Sharks fan 03 also commenting saying Hedekin was all over Carlson on last night's broadcast. 
Um, yeah, Carlson was not um, referring to this uh, game two game against two, yeah. the Ducks. Uh, Hedekin, being a defenseman himself, will be very critical of the defensemen, especially the defensemen that are getting paid the most, which is why you hear him praising Brent Burns almost every day because Brent Burns has been playing significantly better than Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson has had his spurts of uh, Eric Carlson-ness, but last <laughs> night you we only saw like one or two plays where he kind of did what we expect him to do every game. And even then he's just getting worked off the puck physically once he brings it into the offensive zone. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of critiquing on the defense because that's where we have a lot of money invested over 24, $25 million just between three players. So that's where we're going to, a lot of our eyes are going to kind of focus on that. But um, Hey, there's just, a reason I'm not wearing my Carlson Jersey today. There's a reason. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, folks. <laughs> Speaking pretty of pretty bad, fucking <laughs> power play. Oh, oh god. my god! Is that still. what we call it now? Is it still a power play? Um, like, are we still in the advantage when we have five guys <laughs> on against four? I don't know because it doesn't look like it. The one man disadvantage. That's what we're running with there. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we're we're one, including the second game. I believe we're now one in the last twenty-seven <sighs> attempts, which is bad. We need to do something. I first step for for me. Break up the Eric Carlson, Brent Burns trio on the first power play unit because that ain't fucking working, obviously. Um, we we caught the Coyotes in Minnesota who are not at all too amazing against the power play. Um, we caught the Coyotes off guard with some new hotness, but the hotness is gone and we need some changes. So We do, but I mean, who do you put on that first power play unit on the back end? I mean, we don't, we don't really have that many options. Like well, for me, if you're taking Carlson off of one, you're leaving Brent Burns at the top, right? Yeah. So easily, in my opinion, Timo Meyer needs to have like a little bit of exposure on that first power play unit. It seems like for some reason, I don't know who's got dirt on him, but like he never seems to make it into first power play unit. So you would expect Couture, Kane, Burns, and then some rendition of maybe a Donato and a Meyer, or you got a the or a LeBanc or something up there. You got a good enough top six, plus Carlson and Burns that you should you should be able to run these things. And Donato, given enough time and space, as we saw in the shootout, can absolutely turn all star goaltenders into fish out of water. So I don't know. I feel like that's it's got to change. Something's got to change with that power play more than anything. I mean, we had three opportunities. Sorry, we only had a. I believe we had three opportunities in the first game. In yeah, first three game. opportunities in the first game, and only one in the second game. Uh, a couple of non calls in that game, but uh, regardless, if you're not scoring on the power play, then they're not going to take a power play seriously. Just so many bad zone entries. Slippery so many slope. bad. It's yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Sharks fan 03 Steve commenting uh, says opinion because of the money has Carlson been the biggest bust in Sharks history. I mean, that's so tough to say. I mean, it's still early. It's still so early in his contract. Yeah. And like, it's not like, you know, he's now like a 30 point defenseman. That's still not the case. He's still going to rack up points defensively. I feel like his game's gotten worse over the last two, three years and it wasn't great to start with. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's been tough to watch right now, Steve. It's been tough. So I'm hoping Schmidt can do his uh, what he did for Brent Burns when Brent Burns had that point per game season. 
where we, we brought Shimek in kind of a nobody and he was like the Wookiee tamer, right? Everyone's like, oh, dude, Shimek is so responsible defensively that Brent Burks can just go fucking AWOL and sacrifice players while scoring goals, right? So Brent Burns has actually evolved defensively by using aggressive behaviors in the defensive zone. Eric Carlson, not so much. He's kind of just watched Vlasic and been like, oh, I'm going to do what Vlasic does and just fucking stand there. So if you get Shimek, you know, you, you kind of you add that element to where Carlson looks worse next to Shimek because Shimek's moving all the time in the defensive zone. He's always he's got his legs moving all the time. He's very aggressive on the puck. Can Shimek do for Carlson what he did for Burns back in that year when Burns was so well? I think it's possible, but I think the, the coaches have to stick with keeping Vlasic down on that third pair with Knizhov or whoever they want to bring up uh, for that to be a thing because Ferraro has blossomed into a, a very great defenseman. Um, he was in on that first goal in the second game, just kind of took a shot because fuck it. And then Couture comes in and scores off the rebound. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've I've really liked Ferraro's game, but I mean, kind of like you alluded to, I don't know if he's the answer to help out Eric Carlson or even Brent Burns. Like he's not the same type of player. He's a more aggressive defenseman, which I love, but it just doesn't fit well with those other two guys. So, yeah. I don't know. I what? think he d- he does pretty decent with Burns uh, of the two. I would he, keep Ferraro with Burns. Yeah. So with the because Burns has actually become less of a liability this year than Carlson has. So if you're gonna have to put like the big wall with Carlson to kind of contain the havoc and the mayhem, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword type of mentality. In my opinion, Shimmick has been better than Vlasic in that area in these first ten games. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, All right, let's move on to uh, the shootout. We talked about it before. Mm. Ryan Donato, filthy, Mm. filthy. Like We feel bad for the trainers that have to wash that guy's gloves after the game. I hope they're using OxyClean because it's just fucking disgusting. You know, I'm I'm happy they got the wipes. Every game, new gloves every game. (laughs) Every fucking game. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely disgusting. That I mean, number one in the shootout every game now. You know, I'm standing there. I got my hands on my head like this. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. John Gibson is an amazing goaltender. Like, he, he's he's doing shutouts already this year. He's just been top-notch his whole career. And then that happens. And my family members all look at me, and they're like, I thought you said he was good. Well, <laughs> fuck, he is. But <laughs> so is Donato. Donato is just insane in the shootout. He hasn't missed yet. He's He has not missed. So before the stream here, I was watching the highlight packages uh, for the last two games. And you know what's really disappointing? They show mm. every every shot in the shootout except, except for that. the Ryan Donato goal. And then the game last night, same thing. They didn't show his goal. And it was, it was beautiful. Why? why would you not want to showcase that goal? Were you watching it on YouTube? Uh, yes. I, I watched two, you know, they have the two different highlight packages. One's like five minutes. One's like 10, 11 minutes. Watch both of them. None of them showed it. The problem is, is that, um, you can't show porn on YouTube. Oh, so that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, uh, that violates terms of service. So the NHL has to actually censor out every Ryan Donato shootout goal. Cause it's, <laughs> it's literally porn. It's porn. <laughs> Uh, that's that's hilarious it's kind of true though it's kind of true <laughs> oh man uh so yeah moving on to uh so yeah shootout we win the shootout uh five to four because regular regulation and overtime wins don't fucking exist for the sharks apparently um game two 
bit of a different vibe. So I believe last week I said that I thought it was going to be a more defensive game in the first game and then a bit of a shootout the second game. Boy, was I fucking wrong. Cause flipped right around. Yeah, <laughs> we score 11 seconds into game two. I'm like, all right, zit. We're going to open the fucking floodgates. We were using last game's momentum into this game. We're going to pile on the shots, pile on the goals. It's, we're, this is the turning point of the season. Boy, could I not have been more wrong. Because <laughs> after that, the puck never crossed the goal line. Sands the shootout um, for the Sharks. So, uh. That ain't good. I mean, one thing to take away, Devin Dubnik played pretty damn good. He had a good game. 970 save percentage. When's the last time the Sharks have had a 970 save percentage in that? I don't just know, honestly. fucked it off. Yeah. Like, give my man a win, please. <laughs> I, I Yeah, that's that's the thing, too. He comes out with a loss after that, which is, yeah. Every time. We have yet to win a game with him in net. Yeah, is that true? Actually, I've, I've I, I don't think he actually has a win this year. Okay, we have lost, I, I believe, every game that he has been in, be, not because of his fault either. No, so. I mean he's he's been okay. He, I mean, I'll be honest, Devin Dubnik has looked like an average goaltender, which is pretty much what he is. And honestly, at this point, if we can get average goaltending, that's an improvement over last season. So he showed yeah, us he can play this game. The, yesterday was. I don't want to call it elite because it's not like he turned into a wall, but the very first power play, they had seven shots on goal and he stopped every single one of them. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. N- one game, maybe one game, but that was elite goaltending from Devin Dubnik. Even with the sick fiasco at the end, he still stops every shot. Ricard Raquel with an open net and he just says, fuck you, get out of here. Like <laughs> it was amazing. And the sharks pissed it away as per usual sharks hockey. And uh, walked away with, you know, splitting that series, three points, three points. But again, I go back to the giving fucking points away to the to the opposition. Like, exactly. I mean, I was ah. looking at the comments on Twitter. Everyone's like, you know what? We got three points out of this. We got three points. I was like, we actually didn't really get anything because Anaheim is in the same division. Anaheim is competing with us. And they also got three points. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're. They're, they become one of the teams that have been vying for that fourth spot as well. So, And if we okay. can't compete against teams like Anaheim, like if we're splitting the series with Anaheim, who who can we realistically beat uh, in this division? Yeah, not to mention, go ahead. Not to mention, they didn't even have Getzlaff for both games. So I know yeah. he's older player, but like he's still an amazing fucking player on that team and commands respect in that locker room. So just, I don't know. Not looking great. Gotta... We're feeling kind of hopeless here uh, at the stick hungry podcast right now. Hopefully against the LA Kings, we get some, uh, we get some regulation wins because that's what we really need. None of this yeah, overtime I mean, bullshit. I think that's, we will play to everybody except for Vegas after these next two games. And I wanted to make a bit of an educated guess on how this team was going to be 12 to 15 games into the season. We'll probably have to wait till the 15 game mark, but you know, we're just looking like a, just a, a barely below 500 team right now. And that's kind of where our record's at. And it's, it's not good. Okay. It's not good at all. Yes. Technically in points Anaheim is in the fourth spot right now, but they've played more games than we have. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, I don't know. I, I, they're just not passing the eye test for me. They have too many inconsistent moments. You know what, Nick? There's one difference, though, between this season and last season 
we have our first round pick this year, which which is a big one because if we do tank, I mean, at least we get a high draft pick. Possibly win the lottery and not know who to fucking pick because no one's being able to play this year. So yeah, that. I mean, this would be the year that the Sharks get like I don't know second or third overall, and then we pick an absolute bust because I mean there hasn't been much scouting going on. Um, oh, oh, and also uh, Steve saying Sharks fan 03 saying at least we had Drew back. Yeah, Drew that was the goddamn. He was uh, real. Uh, I'm gonna steal this from Isha. He was real tremendous. Oh, tremendous. Oh, yeah. He Drew is, Tremendous. He, he should throw me. He says he is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Tremendous. Drew Tremendous. Drew Goddamn. Oh, yeah. He's he's an absolute beauty. Um, And then, fuck, Ryan Donato again with that oh. shootout goal. Oh, this one was even better than the last. This was filthy. I sinked into my fucking couch, dude, because I was just like, oh, my God. I need glasses. There's, I had to cover my son's eyes. I'm like, there's children watching, Ryan. Fuck. <laughs> like, come on. That is uh, disgusting. That's on live TV. Yeah. He made Ryan Miller think of retiring right there. Like, if he comes out and says, I retire, I want to retire with a win, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because nope. that was disgusting. It was disgusting. And, and I know I talked about it about five minutes ago, but the NHL highlight package skipping that goal as well. It's criminal. Um, it's it's criminal because it was by far the best shootout goal in that game in either of the two games, and they don't mm -hmm. show it. it. Like it doesn't make sense to me. It's nuts. Yeah, he waits out Gibson with the fake, then backhand acting like he's gonna go over the pad, then goes forehand and waits on him and just roof daddies it, Wayne Simmons style. And then the second goal, he goes forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, forehand, back. Seven years later, forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, and then just kind of slots later. it in there. Yeah. No, it's that was oh my god, filthy, filthy. Um, we were gonna go to commercial, but you know what? We're just gonna have a commercial-free episode here. We're just gonna run right through it. We're gonna. It's probably gonna be a bit of a shorter episode. We're gonna, we want to get you folks uh, to the Super Bowl game, but I'm sure if you're already watching this, you probably have no interest in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, we're going to play a voice message that we got um, from Joshua Zalk. And by the way, folks, you can leave us a voice uh, voice message on our new link. It's on our Twitter page. It's through, uh, what's the website? SpeakPipe. Hmm, there you go, SpeakPipe.com. But anyways, the link's on our Twitter page, at StickHungryPod. If you want to let us know what you think of the Sharks, if you want to let us know about a recent game, send us in a voicemail. But here is uh, Joshua Zalk. Well, Devin Dubnik had a really good game today. And if we can get that kind of goaltending from Devin Dubnik, uh, game in, game out, I really think that's going to solve a lot of the problems because a big issue of the team has been Team D and goaltending. And if you got the goaltending taken care of with Dubnik, Team D should take care of itself because I, li I like the way the D pairs look, look today. And you've got a lot of talented uh, forwards that were struggling, that are struggling right now. So if they can get their games together and Dubnik can keep up this uh, type of performance, then this team should climb up the standings in no time. So in the meanwhile, just get ready for L.A. Hopefully you can actually sweep them because you need, kind of need that momentum heading into an important home opener against Vegas. And we'll see what happens. But... I think the team's on the right track so far. Four or five one's not a terrible start, but they got to start pulling away from their opponents soon. So there you go. Uh, he did say the word sweep in that call, Ooh. though. So I, 
Josh, I you don't know, know about that one. If there's a team that we're going to do it to, and that that could be so we have limit tests and we have floor tests, right? Yeah. That's the floor test for us. I think I think Josh has a very optimistic outlook on the team, and if I wasn't such a pessimistic asshole, <laughs> I you know I would agree with everything that he says. No, we can't expect Dubnik to get a 970 save percentage every night, but how he's playing in net is has been, I mean, statistically better than Martin Jones has been playing. Um, if we go to the shootout every game, though, Martin Jones has been significantly better in the shootout. Uh, but yeah, I feel like there has been a bit of a struggle to produce offensively. We've noticed with the power play, everything that's going on. I don't think it can happen forever. You know, if that makes any sense, I don't think that that trend can can continue. If it does, you're going to see some players get traded at the deadline. Um, but as long as the offense can kind of start working its way back into scoring goals, if the defense and the, the goaltending can stay as they were in the second game against Anaheim, then the Sharks can technically trend upwards and move towards not necessarily blowing out their opponents, but winning games in regulation and not giving up two goal leads and all that other bullshit. Slightly off topic, but you mentioned, you know, players getting traded. At what point in this season does Doug Wilson look at the team and say, you know what, we're like, we're not going to compete with this core. Let's make a couple moves. Do you think he does that during the season or he waits maybe for the trade deadline or even the offseason? Uh, I think Doug Wilson does that like game one. I feel like he knew going into this year, he prepped for the upcoming expansion draft tremendously. Uh, he wasn't going to, I mean, he did it with the first expansion draft as well. I mean, we have only, le- I think we only have like 10 or 11 players that are technically under contract f- the n- next year. So yeah. we get to pick and choose who we resign and then whoever we resign, we protect. I, like I said earlier, I floated the idea about getting Vlasic to waive his no movement clause. So that way he's the only player that is technically able to be selected during the expansion draft from us because Man, that would be a troll job. Like, hey, hey, Seattle, you have to take Vlasic. Have fun with that. Because everyone else hasn't been re-signed. I mean, you're looking at protecting. You got seven forwards, three D-men, and a goaltender, right? So you're you're going to protect Jones more than likely because Dubnik's not under contract. And I don't think they're going to take uh, Joseph Kornosh from us. No. So you got the seven defensemen immediately that come to my mind. You have Hurdle, Meyer, Kane, Couture. Seven forwards. Seven forwards, excuse me. Uh, Kane Couture, LeBanc, and then uh, I would re-sign Donato instantly. He's yeah. a fucking butte. And then uh, protect him and then give Dylan Gambrell an extension and protect him because he's played very well these these the games that he's been in at, at the third center job. So there's your seven forwards. Everyone else is no longer under contract. You protect Carlson. You protect Burns. You protect Shimek. You get Vlasic to waive his contract. No one else in that decor is protectable. So there you go. You can only select Mark Edward Vlasic. Um, Should we but, give Dougie a call right now and just let let him know about this? Oh, I what? left him five voicemails and two yeah, emails okay. already. I think he's sick okay. of me. <laughs> 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 no, uh, as far as like trading players, though, I, I think Doug's always on the phone, always listening for people. I mean, Hurdle's been a little bit down. I don't ever see him actually being traded, but like if you get a big enough return, everyone has a price. So, yep. so I, I, think that there's a possibility that anyone can be traded at any time he's going to field phone calls from everybody in that in that perspective uh isha jerome commenting i left a voicemail uh shout out to socan uh i think i just got it here on my phone actually uh isha jerome has been all over the stream today 
Testing one, two, three. Is this thing on? What's up, Steve? Okay. Um, <laughs> little, little, little test. Uh, you're supposed to do that before you leave the voicemail, Isha Jerome. Uh, thanks for that very insightful call. That guy hasn't been the same since his mouth got blasted by chili bamboo shoots. Yeah, no, you know what? That's that's a great point. I think I think for him, I mean, this might not make sense for you folks in the states, but up here we call that the TSN turning point. And I think that was Isha Jerome's <laughs> TSN turning point was the bamboo shoots. Oh God, that's great. <laughs> By the way, I mean, you folks obviously know of Jay and Dan, like the legendary combo, because they were in the states for a while. Dan O'Toole getting fired from TSN. It's uh. It's a landmark day up here in the north, I'll tell you. Super Bowl Sunday. We don't even know. It's like half the people don't even know who the fuck Dan O'Toole is. No. Well, I mean, who did... Uh, I got producer Pigeon in the studio here with me. Who did Dan O'Toole and Jay Onright work for? Because they left TSN to go down in the States. It was Fox, wasn't it? I think it might have been Fox. Fox Sports, yeah. Fox Sports, okay. okay. Dan then went on a fucking tirade after. Dan O'Toole went on a tirade. Dan O'Toole... She's an interesting cat, I'll tell you that. Anyways, go watch Jay on right Dano Tool videos on uh on YouTube. You'll you'll be impressed. You'll be impressed. Um, Sharks Fan 03 saying poor Logan uh losing his chicklets again. That's right. Did, did he actually the lose face. them? Did I don't know actually... if he did. I saw a smile and I mean he's got a bit of a horse's mouth, anyways. So <laughs> it's like a prime target. Every time the really puck is. gets near it, it just gravitates. Um no, I think I don't think he actually lost teeth. They did show the flashback to the Predators series where he got absolutely fucked by and that. Pecca, puck. Pecorine picks it up with his glove and skates it over. Here's your there teeth. you go, boys. <laughs> Put him on ice. <laughs> oh man, I love it. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up this episode? And I mean, I'm not gonna go watch the Super Bowl because I'm I'm not really a football fan. We got the CFL up here in Canada, and that was canceled. So now I'm just you know what. No we'll, we'll have it on the radio, okay? That's about the extent of what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, we'll have it on the radio, maybe. I mean, that, that might change. Um, but anything else you want to touch on before we end it off here? Uh, no. Uh, Tuesday, I believe, we're having a little discussion with uh, Jordy from the King's Den podcast. For Jordy the Cunningham, podcast. baby. Jordy Cunningham. He was busy today. He's a big Tom Brady fanboy. So uh, he couldn't join us today to review or preview, excuse me, the upcoming series against the Kings, but uh, we're going to have him on Tuesday. So everyone look forward to that. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't have anything else. Just I, I totally forgot to, and I reached out to Jordy about jumping on today because that, that's what I was planning on doing. I totally forgot that like, you know, all these people are Super Bowl fans, man. People are NFL fans. And no, they're not. They're, they're commercial fans. They're they just them. watch it for the commercials, Dylan. Have the commercials gotten any better over the years, though? Because I remember, you know, like in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, like there's some banger commercials coming out. And I haven't watched, I don't know, for a couple of years now. Are, are the commercials still top-notch or what? There's been a couple good ones. You know, they always got the Budweiser special with the Clydesdale horses. The Doritos ones are always over the fucking top. So we'll see how they go this year. But, I mean, nothing will compare to the Nick will try a commercial. I mean, oh, they, yeah, they that can't one's... even come close. No, no, that might actually be debuting today uh, during the Super Bowl. So keep an eye out for that one. <laughs> we paid big bucks to get up there. Yeah. Uh, Sharks fan 03 saying, not a fan. Well, you know what, Steve? We have something in common there. Uh, Nick, who, who do you have for the Super Bowl? Who's going to win? Uh, the team that has the most points by the end of the fourth quarter, I believe, is going to win that game. There you have it, folks. Put 50 bucks <laughs> down on that. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, no, as a 49ers fan, I'm still bitter about last year's loss. So let's let's give the GOAT a seventh ring so he can fucking retire already. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure uh, Jordy Cunningham would love that because he's a big Tom guy. Oh, yeah. Big brain. Not, not a little Tom guy. He's a big Tom guy. <laughs> big, big Tom guy. Uh, <laughs> all right. This has been a fun one. Uh, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. And you can find the voicemail link on that Twitter page at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Nick, where can the fans find you? You can find me on Twitter at NickFloor underscore. And feel free to let us know if you like the live tweeting we're doing during the games. It seems to get a lot of positive uh, positive kind of feedback from it. But uh, feel free to let us know. We like to keep doing it every day. It's a bit of a service to you guys so you can give. We can give our reactions to what's going on during the game. So it's our it's our public service. I mean, we we do it for the people. It's a people's podcast. It's by the people for the people. It really is, and we also have a former NHLer on the podcast. But uh, yeah, there's that too, huh? He's basically he's basically one of the people now. I mean, you know, he is I, a person. He, he is he <laughs> is a person. Sharks fan three saying, "I like it." Okay, there we go. That's First all thing. I need. <laughs> That's all, all I we're need. Gonna, we're gonna keep doing, it, Steve, just <laughs> yeah. because of that. Yeah, if you said no, I was going to scrap it instantly. <laughs> I just throw it out the window. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back on uh, Tuesday night for the live stream. Uh, Wednesday, the uh, or no, Thursday, the podcast will drop. So we're, we're a couple days ahead there. Uh, but thanks for listening to this episode of the Stick Hungry podcast. Thanks for watching the live stream. Uh, we will catch you on Tuesday. Uh, you know what? I'm just I, I, so heated because of what, what you're telling me, because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni, as you call it, is a substitute for KD. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to... Go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country. With my co-host, Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc Aries, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night.